Déjà, épisode of Beyond Fintech. Today, we are still at Money 2020 and we are welcoming Yasemin Karimi, who is head of product at Kodat, uh, to tell us all about Kodat and their recent fundraise. So, Yasemin, um, to start with, can you just present yourself, tell us a bit about your growth career and also a bit about Kodat? Sure. Okay. So uh, obviously, I'm Yasmin. Most people call me Yas. Um, but I guess in terms of my career, where I started was very much in the payments universe. So I worked for Mastercard, um, got into product at Mastercard, and then actually a lot of my clients at Mastercard were banks. Um, so then ended up in a bank and um, and led their kind of like payments sector, um, and then moved into actually I started my own business on the side whilst doing that um, whilst doing that work for that bank, and whilst I was running my own business. I, uh, I heard about Kodat and the rest is history. Cool. Can you tell us a bit about Kodat? Yes. What does it do? Sure. So um, one of the reasons, I, going back to what I just said about, about me having a small business, um, why I was so interested in Kodat is because what Kodat is, is really focused on doing is aggregating access to small business software. So integrating to the likes of Xero, Shopify, um, your bank accounts, um, payroll systems in the future, which we'll talk about, uh, and essentially being able to, when I say aggregate, standardize that data so that it's really easy to consume and businesses are empowered to kind of use that in any application they use. Yeah. Can you tell us maybe about uh, one of your flagship customer or preferred use case? Yeah, sure. A good example would be Zettel, previously known as iZettel. So, um, As a small business owner, you need to get a point-of-sale system to be able to accept payments from your customer, and uh, Zettel provide that point-of-sale system. Zettel actually use Kodak to, to synchronize transaction data into accounting software, so that if I'm a small business owner, and let's just say I own a shop, I'm accepting payments from consumers. Um, at the end of the day, I need to get that sales data into my accounting software somehow, either automatically or via doing it manually, right? And nobody wants to spend time doing it manually. So what Kodak does for Zettel, we're a white-labeled platform that essentially allows Zettel to synchronize that data automatically into their accounting software. So let's just say Xero, QuickBooks, etc. Um, and essentially what that means for the underlying merchants who use Zettel is that they don't have to spend hours upon hours dealing with the administrative burden of loading that sales data into their accounting software. Totally makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I believe you have uh, around 30 integrations or more. Can you tell us about the different categories that yeah. a small business owner needs and um, what are the most popular as well? Yeah, sure. So accounting software is really where we started um, in terms of a, a business. And really that gives you a full picture of, of the business's finances. Yeah. Um, and then we started thinking more about um, real-time data in yeah. terms of Where is a business, for example, accepting their sales, yeah. right? Which is their Zettel systems, their point of sale systems, or their, their Shopify e-commerce site. So our categories of integrations have, have expanded beyond accounting. So we've got um, around 19 integrations in accounting. We have a, a vast majority in the e-commerce and point of sale systems. Um, and we also use aggregators for our bank account connections. So we now cover... Um, accounting software, which gives you the entire kind of picture of a business, right, yeah. on, on a near real-time basis. Then we have the sales data, which is which yeah. is real-time because that's sales from that exact day. And then we have the bank account information, which is transactions coming in and out every yeah. single day. Um, and then there are other categories that we're also thinking about expanding to. Cool. So you are head of product at Kodat. Um, you have many use cases you are serving. Can you tell me about a bit the, the product development journey? How do you co-develop with uh, your customers? How do you 
take into account their feedback? How do you collect the feedback? Yeah, yeah. So it's a great question. So. A lot of what we do at Coda is, um, in terms of product management, is about being transparent with your yeah. customers. Because ultimately, uh, I mean, Coda's proposition is a white-labeled API platform, right? Yeah. Um, we are, we don't have necessarily a direct relationship with the end user, yeah. which is a small business in our case. So we have to really listen to our customers and also be really in tune with what small businesses want, even though we're not directly providing a yeah. service for them. Um, so we do that in a couple of ways. We publish our, our roadmap on our website and we're yeah. very transparent about what we're building, um, which clients seem to love. And it also shows intention in terms yeah. of like, where are you going in terms of your product strategy, which clients love because they know I'm going with the supplier and I I'm bought in to their long-term product strategy. I know I'm not going to swap them out for, you know, another provider. Um, and then the other side of it is really trying to understand small businesses by speaking to them directly, yeah. right? And then you're able to speak to your clients in a different way because you're saying, look, we've spoken to small businesses. We know that um, them having a, a point-of-sale system and then that system talking to their accounting software, just giving you an example, is super important because they just want to focus on running their yeah. business. And so yeah, transparency and, and speaking to end users and customers. So you're saying your roadmap is transparent. Yeah. Without going on the website right now, can you tell us like what does the roadmap look like in the next few months? Yeah, that's a good question. That you're testing me now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, so I'll, I guess I'll summarize it. So in terms of integration uh, categories that you mentioned before, so I mentioned accounting, uh, bank accounts, commerce software. We're actually branching beyond that. So we're also looking at subscription management, which is essentially a business's rec recurring revenue. So being able to see if a business, um, sorry, let me start that bit again. So it's essentially a business being able to show you how many subscriptions do they have in terms of what their customers are paying on a monthly basis, rather than just sales as they happen, if that makes sense. And all, that sales data is really complementary to what we already have. So um, we're looking at alternative sources like subscription management, payroll software, yeah. Payroll software is super important because the data itself, um, in terms of the expense line of a business, is wages are the most, like the highest expense line essentially. It's like 85% of a business's expenses are wages. So being able to provide a granular level of detail on payroll data is super important and complementary to what we already have. So the answer is more integrations to access more data, putting businesses in control of being able to provide that data, but also um, going a level beyond our integrations and actually being able to compare different sources of data to be able to present data in a way that makes it actionable and um, allows kind of our clients to understand the businesses better. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit about your approach of buy versus build? Because of course, like you're building a lot on top of others, but what's the approach and the philosophy? So I think there are a couple of things. When it comes to looking at another integration category, you have to look at what their market coverage is. So do they have a significant amount yeah. of integrations? And will we just be able to go to market very, very quickly because we just do one integration instead yeah. of, say, 20 in, in that case? So for us, that's super important. Um, and market share, obviously, because the more businesses use their software, yeah. like, the, the more compelling it is for Kodak. Um, and then also the other thing is uh, technical feasibility. Like, how easy is it for us to, to build this thing? Yeah. What is a real MVP as well? Let's not go too far down the road um, before we just decide to outsource it. Because maybe when you outsource it, it could be a lot bigger than what you actually need as a product. Yeah. And then you just end up spending a lot on a supplier. So I think it comes down to those, those two things. Really, for me, it, in my experience so far, like, obviously, try to build as much as you can in-house. But ultimately... Um, if we want to outsource the difficult stuff because it's it's not cool to our business, then you should totally be up for doing that. Yeah. 
I have kind of a, a follow-up um, question. I would like to um, to understand your approach to open banking and leveraging the APIs from banks. And yeah. uh, what have you been doing on that front? Yeah. So we this is this is uh, one of those cases where we have chosen to go to a partner because. Um, It, there's a lot. There's a lot that needs to happen from a regulatory perspective for you to to be um, yeah. operating open banking, but also in terms of coverage in a market. Let's just say like Europe, right? Yeah. How many countries and how many banks? Yeah. It's 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 a business within itself for a reason, right? Yeah. So um, our approach is, has very much been to to get to market quickly with open banking providers and and outsource it ultimately to use partners. So we use both Plaid and TrueLayer. Yeah. Totally, uh, totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, last question. Um, you have recently fundraised, I believe, 40 million dollars. Yeah. Um, can you tell us about your plans? Nothing's really changing for us. We just want to do the same stuff, but faster. Um, which it, it's, it's obviously excellent from a product strategy perspective. There's no need to pivot because we, we're, we're validating what we're doing. But ultimately, it's you know hiring fast and being able to deliver fast is our main priority. Um, and reaching as, as many small businesses as we can through through our clients. Cool. Thank you so much, Yasemin, for, for joining this episode. And uh, well, looking forward to seeing you more at Really 2020. Yeah, thank you so much.